Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers last time on Dungeon Drunks. Our heroes are safe in the magnificent mansion of Professor Wood, a teacher at the Neverwinter Academy that Jonathan studied with many years ago. She has gone off to take a long bath in order to give everyone some privacy as they discuss their next course of action on how to deal with the fiend that is stalking them. There is also some family drama playing out between Bernie and Carissa Kinborough, their guide. Carissa has been leading the group to a secret location. However, with the fiend causing issues and the team accidentally spilling secrets, she has threatened to call off the mission, and now that family history has started to come to light. As the group is deciding on their next course of action, we rejoin the game already in progress. If we're gonna go, we should just go. I agree. Yeah. I think we, we wait for Professor Wood, that way we all show up at once, and then, yeah, we... We head on out. We see what resources we can have, what allies we can get. I've got a, I've got a couple of, uh, of people we can maybe talk to. You know, if, uh, if any of you guys uh, are aware of any, say, uh, people who are in the life, as well as we, uh, as we say, in that area that might, uh, that might uh, be down for a, down for a throwdown. I don't know. That sounded way better in my head. That's just, it's awkward. I, Jonathan the Magimuscular, I apologize. Might be up for a throwdown. Ooh, that is so much better. And Jonathan the Magimuscular holds out a fist. Bernie's gonna bump him on the fist. And, and I guess Lauren can decide if I know anybody. I left a lot of blanks in my backstory, like where the temple I was given to is. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I know anybody in Neverwinter. For the purposes of the I know a person, if any of you say I know a person and want to come up with somebody right now, we'll do that. I will say the temple that Bernie, you were given to was not far from your home, yeah. which is not in Neverwinter. No. So it would it would be somebody else. Now, whether they're connected to the temple, if you wanted to, to go through with that, or if somebody else had a different idea. I mean, Jonathan um. has already, jo Jonathan is plenty of obvious connections in the Neverwinter Academy and having lived there and everything. But if on, any of you have anything anywhere in your backstory reasonable, you know, it doesn't even have to be this amazingly good friend that you've known for years and years. It could be just an acquaintance that you knew from traveling or a guy who knew a girl who knew a guy who knew a person who knew of this thing. So Ooh, an Ant-Man? I could pull an Ant-Man? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, when I make you do that role to see how well they they remember you and how much they like you, it might be a disadvantage. Right. Yeah. Mm. There might be, Bernie's going to say, well, there's probably a temple to bay. Could, could knock on a door, have a cup of tea. And I'll sleep on whether or not Pa Eagle should ever ever helped out some nobles, horses, and things. I'll say both of those, if if you said yes to either of those, 
absolutely. Uh, Bernie, you suspect if that at the very least there's a similar style to the Gnomish Enclave that's in Waterdeep, as far as there's probably a, a leader in the Gnomish community who would have a a place in where most of the major Gnomish deities. Carlton, absolutely, as a, a veterinarian in one of the most profitable places to raise and sell some of the most prized horses on the Sword Coast, that it's very likely that people from Neverwinter came to your town on a regular basis and that you might know people. Yeah. So Oh I got this, this. just depends i it's it's in my brain now. All right. Write it down. Right, here we go. No, we're going to say it out loud. Oh, okay. <laughs> that way Jonathan remembers forever. We're going to workshop this right now. You know a person. Who do you know? So I think we established that the Temple to Bay is not gnomish, right? Like that's the the reason why it wasn't in the gnomish enclave. Well, it was in the gnomish enclave. It's just not only gnomes. It's yeah, not it's only not for only, gnomes. There's not like an actual full temple in the gnomish enclave. There's Correct. Like, it's, there's a, yeah. Bernie is knows the mother superior or whoever that's that's a, i mean it's it's an all-female religion obviously uh, <laughs> it's not female and female identifying religion let's let's make that actually incredibly <laughs> clear sure uh, i i will be willing to put forth that this is not a good relationship <laughs> well we'll see we'll see how the, the role we'll goes we'll see how the role goes who who is it that you know specifically in Neverwinter? Bernie knows somebody. The Temple of Bay is interesting in how leaders are chosen. I was at one of the mother temples, and that's where most of the younger acolytes live. But when we get older, they send us out into the world in various ways. Some of us are just sent to populate other temples. I think I... There was a girl that was, um... I guess you'd call it a cohort, Jonathan. But, um... I'm trying to remember the name myself. Like, God, there's, like, an actual, like, name for a, like... It's not a class. It's not a cohort. It's, like, a year of, like, acolytes that are all, like... Oh, they don't call it a class? Help me out, Jack, who knows things about traditional religion. I, I was thinking it was either a coven, which might might be fun. No, a coven uh, is... Or, yeah, it's something else. Uh, but, uh, but in The Mandalorian, they refer to a gathering of Mandalorians as a covert. Well, there's an order. There's a... Uh... Well, the order is the whole thing. I'm thinking about, like, yeah. when you have a group of, like, novices that are moving through... Padawans. Yeah, so let me think. There's ashram, I guess, if you want to go eastern, west, eastern with it. That's a word I would know. I'm trying to let's go with that because yeah. that's like because we're talking about like the group of young kids that all came into the temple together that were all novices together. So the batch, batch would probably work too. The batch, um, yeah, my batch. That that sounds great. We're a bunch of cookies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that works. That works. Apparently, my sister was a cookie too, but she was a cookie that was twice as old as all the other cookies because she started late. I love it because you can be all sorts of cookies and sometimes you get a chocolate chip and sometimes you get a parsnip and sometimes you just get like one that someone forgot to put the sugar in. So With like, the occasional MD PhD thrown in. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you get a Jimmy Dodger. Um, <laughs> if I recall, right around the time they sent me out in the world, they sent her to the temple in Neverwinter. It's one of our larger temples and they're sort of always in 
need, they serve a really large population and they're on the sketchier side of town. But, uh, and <laughs> from what I remember about her, they would need somebody who could handle the sketchier side of town. Now do I roll to see if she likes me? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get there. So you know so this was someone who was in your batch and she obviously graduated and became a full uh, at least a priest of Bay. Is she also a cleric or priestess or is she just a religious per- figure? Oh, she's I feel like okay, so here's my I will I will poll the audience on what you guys think. I think there should be options for people to be in temples who are not clerics, but not just, like, civilians. Like, yeah, I feel like she would be, she would be more of a Carlton type. Oh, you so, mean, you mean she she'd has... Be like, she'd okay. be a fighter. Okay. <laughs> she'd be an enforcer. In my, in one of my games, there was a, te- uh, my, my character was discovered by a team from the Temple of Ayun who included... Uh, a paladin, a cleric, and a ranger. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I definitely think that fighting fighting people don't even need to be paladins necessarily who serve temples. You could have like like you said, straight up fighters. Just yep, I'm a fighter and I work for this temple and do things. Any any profession can be religious and any walk of life can can be worship worshippers. I. I love this idea. I was more asking, is this somebody who is a, a classed character, like a, a cleric, or is this somebody who is a priest who is essentially a, a civilian, like you said? Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, a, a she fighter. would be somebody we could rely on in battle. Okay. What's her name? Ooh, what is her name, friends? Shall we name her? You shall. I don't That's know. Totally up to you. I will also accept if anybody wants to run to fantasy name generator or something like that, because that is often what I do with names. I will not take it personally. Is Solange too on the nose? Maybe a little too on the nose. She's one of the divine pantheon. Mm. You don't get... <laughs> Althea? Well, now I'm thinking of all these, like, early 2000s, like, girl groups like they were running around like cleopatra and uh cleopatra coming at you yes that's her name okay <laughs> i was cleopatra uh I, cleo so she goes by cleo she's they were on kids wb that one week God. i was gonna say yvette nolsher because apparently she's beyonce's publicist Ooh. but i love cleopatra that would be that would be an excellent name if we were coming up with like higher up in the the hierarchy like, like of... a mother superior exactly we're gonna save that in my head this is a girl who you know i'm pretty high level you're very high level so she in the same amount of time had the option to flourish and rise in her local temple is my point is she would have power within the temple in my head. I don't know what that power is. She could have been elected Mother Superior. Uh, that's how that works. That's why Bernie hates your... Um, <laughs> that's why Bernie hates your entire form of government, Travancore, when I wrote this. <laughs> I wrote this for, for Lauren so long ago. <laughs> and I was like, this is the... like Because I based it on like what women could have had as their options in the Middle Ages. And one of like your the closest forms you had to like actual agency would be in a uh would in be a religious in, institution. in a religious order like women women who were in religious orders in the middle ages were often very high educated women and they had a lot of agency and choice and they were generally safe and 
there's there's things to be said about people who are bad in all walks of life, but there's a lot to be said for like your access to education being directly through a religious order. So I yeah. figured they'd be a little more liberal and they would elect their leaders. And <laughs> and so Bernie's like, there was an election. It was an election year two years ago. So she might actually be in the position to help us. You know Cleo is not Mother Superior, but it is very possible she might be. If she has been in Neverwinter the entire time since you left your batch and your batch graduated, yeah, it's very possible she could be in charge. Since my batch baked. When you're ba- yeah, your your batch matured. All right, so Cleopatra, her full name is Cleopatra. Uh, she goes by Cleo because she is a rough and tumble kind of person. I will come up with her, her last name. Uh, is there anything else we want to... We want to say about her before I make your roll. I think she would be non-binary. She's she sometimes identifies as female. She sometimes has the they them pronouns. Okay, they so sometimes them. she, sometimes they them. Sometimes they them. Okay, and uh, this is something Bernie would know ish from many years, like many years ago. So uh, we will find out when we meet them. Okay. When the Romans ruled the world, we had lots of gender-neutral nouns. Well, the Romans ruled a corner of the world. There was a whole lot of non-Roman world out there. Yes, but in their corner, in their <laughs> quote-unquote known world, in their boots, the little, there were the neuter nook. nouns. There were neuter <laughs> nouns. There were neuter nouns and neuter endings. We have a precedent for this in language. We can bring back neuter nouns. It's not hard. And nope. And everybody deserves their own. And everyone should have their pronouns uh, in their profile. Some of Travancore's Jr.'s uh, toys, I use they, them pronouns for. So, yeah, I think Bernie knew her as a she, them, but mostly, like, that's just the evolution of life. Uh, Cleo is probably whatever you decide. I'm going to leave that up to you. But gender gender non-binary for Cleo. Here's what I'm going to ask. So, so the last time we had Jonathan roll, he rolled out in the open. I would like to ask this time if you would roll in secret. Now I have Cleopatra coming at you stuck in my head. You're so welcome. The There's only other thing we're going to make canon is that Cleo sure. has an excellent singing voice. Cleo can beat the shit out of you and has an excellent singing voice. Excellent <laughs> singing voice. A surprising soprano for the bruiser, uh, physical, usually somebody who has that kind of build, who has that kind of uh, size in their in their throat and in their chest can get some wonderfully deep notes. But uh, they have this amazing soprano that you remember coming out of this person who could also uh, kick your ass. What is What modifier am I? No one else can see it. Here are the two options that you have. You can either roll... A religion check or an athletics check. One of the two to see. Let's roll religion. <laughs> Let's roll a religion check. Okay. Not your strong suit, but not too bad, right? I, it's, I'm religious-ish. It's actually just a plus four instead of a plus five. Oh my. All right. So you describe Cleo to your friends and as, you know, this is somebody that you know, it's in kind of the seedier part of town that might be able to help you out. Obviously, Jonathan has a multitude of professors. Also, I need you guys to know that I am envisioning Sister Act when 
like they're in a part of town that's not good and they realize that it is their mission to be open and welcoming to the community. So this is like the fully real, not the singing part, not the singing part, but the fully realized community service, like everyone is welcome here and we're going to serve an underserved part of the community mission. This is what yeah. I know. This is this was my introduction to Catholicism. I'm so sorry. As someone who went to church in North Philly for 20 years, I can relate. Listen, that's the good parts of of any organized religion is serving the community, right? So that totally makes sense to me. All right. So you've you've had this discussion where what would you like to do next? Does okay, based on this role, do I need to do I need to say, do I know if they still like me or do I have like you have no idea. That's why the role happens is uh, you, none of you have seen these, these people that we come up with. None of you have seen since it, months and months, if not years. And this is the, um, the moment in where that role helps me decide how they're going to react to you. It's not necessarily a high role is good and a low ro- role is bad. Uh, it is, it is going to color a little bit so that you have some surprise. But no, these are all people that we come up with that you have not seen in a long enough time that if you were to show up on their doorstep, you would expect them to be surprised. Okay. I just had it in my head. I needed to decide if she like hated me or not because I came up with a good scenario for that. (laughs) Nope. At this point, whatever you say about what you knew at the time when you were in the batch with her is true. Uh, what's happened since and how she would feel about you now if you showed up at her doorstep, you do not know. Can I throw a wrench in the works? <laughs> I'll I'll entertain ideas. Uh, no, I'll save that one. Lauren, I'll message that to you, the thing that popped in my head, and then we'll save it for everyone else. Okay. This will be fun. I like be. it. I like wrenches. Mm. <laughs> Maybe not this one. <laughs> <laughs> Three Azimar and a Tiefling are sent to a strange new world on a divine mission. Trouble is, when they arrive, none of them can remember what the mission is, and only one of them has any interest in the god that sent them. Join Briathos, Bizdira, Kit, Flick, and DM Jazzy Hands as they play matchmaker with kobolds, assassinate Yuan-Ti political figures, and completely, if accidentally, disrupt the delicate equilibrium of the world they found themselves in. Reviewers call it a patchwork of beautiful storytelling, immersive roleplay, and a healthy sprinkling of humorous banter. The Last Refuge is a weekly D&D actual play podcast set in a completely original world. Check us out at dndlastrefuge.com. Happy gaming, y'all. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from Companions of the Hall, High Rollers, C-Team, Beyond Heroes, and more. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for the show, and thanks to the fine folks who make Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on February 23rd at 8pm Pacific, so open up your game, go to the shop, and type in this code. D-R-E-Y-V-E-L-D-B-R-A-N So use that code and then let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops, back to the show. 
Speaking of wrenches, Carissa has continued to sit there nursing her what's left of her beer, just kind of silently stewing. And as you've talked about, you're taking this trip to Neverwinter and Jonathan knows people and Bernie knows people and, and, and all of this, she says. And so you're going to leave this today? Yes, we'll leave today. I think we go with Professor Wood so she can kind of help help me reintegrate into the campus and, and point me in the right direction. And then we secure our battlefield. Uh, maybe we get tickets to this opera as well. Uh, and in the meantime, Bernie, you can follow up with uh, your s- sister? Everybody in the Temple of Bay is a sister. Excellent. I We even let one dude join one time and he was a sister, but we don't really talk about that. Jonathan the Magic Muscular is impressed. So... I think, I think we, we, what time, what time of day is it actually right yeah, now? Yeah, that's a it's very before noon. It's like 10-ish, 10.30. I mean, you've got no windows, so you can't check at right. this moment. But like, it's still pretty early in the day. Uh, Professor Wood, you woke up, you talked to a bunch of people. Professor Wood showed up pretty early in the day and talked about having the whole day but needed to be home by sundown for this opera performance. So you've still got quite a bit of time before you before she has to leave okay so maybe we maybe we go there ahead of professor wood i don't know i think we go there with professor wood it'd be weird if we had her show up and then she leaves without us i think the point is we go as a group okay it would definitely help if anybody is scrying on you to watch you all leave together to explain why you've left in the magical manner you're about to does that bother you too? Would you like us to leave from some other point? There are many things about this that bother me. Well, Carissa, as far hopefully by tomorrow, this particular threat to to the temple will be eliminated, and then we can return and complete the journey. And as he says that, he looks at Travancore. Same way as before. I look at Carissa. Well, actually, I can get us right here. No, I meant like when we come back. Right. I can get us right here. Oh, right to this spot so I don't have to go through the whole song and dance of I want to end to stay the night. Blah, 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 blah. No, no. We can just uh, we can just come here. It'll help. We'll, we'll need Carissa with us so uh, we can talk to the overseer because apparently the overseer is the key to getting in. Jonathan the Magic Muscular doesn't actually know about the that the entrance is in the overseer's bedroom, which is awesome. Uh, so, uh, but all he knows is that we need Carissa. So, how will you get in touch with me when it's time for you to come back? He's got ways. He'll slide into your DMs. And <laughs> Unless you want to come with us. No, she doesn't. She looks over at Bernie, and she looks back at you, Jonathan, and says, And what is the story we're going to give when you come back to inspect the mine days after you have left with a professor from Neverwinter after being attacked by a Yugoloth? We're going to say we're following up, that we ask them. Surprise follow-up? I'll take a list of changes that need to be made, and then I'll let them know that, you know, in fact, you do actually need a permit for that piece of machinery, but if you want, I can go talk to my guy in Neverwinter. We can expedite this whole process. There are always updates in process. That's actually a really good idea. Like if you were to go and have that and have that op- that conversation where it could be seen now, then they would then that would be a good cover for us coming back. I mean, honestly, we can just tell them what 
exactly what happened. We can say, well, unfortunately, we were unable to inspect the mine because this big, fat, fiend, demon thing showed up. And so we need to go back. We need to fill out Form 37B-14, which accounts for unexpected attacks and an inability to properly assess the mine. We'll go get some form made from someone in Neverwinter. We'll come back here and we'll say, hey, can you sign this? We got the form. Everything checks out. Really, come on, you lie for a living. In triplicate, because that's how forms work. In triplicate, three different colors of ink. Oh god, not that form. That form is the worst. Oh wait, no, we're making up a form. Ha-ha! We're making up a form. Can't, come on, Chris, I I'm thought getting you'd into character. do this. Ooh. This is what I do, but the way I do it is I don't lie that often. The easiest way to be caught is to lie all the time. Everything I do is the truth. If I am ever forced to tell the truth, I can truthfully say, I brought you here to inspect the mine, and then we left. And now you can truthfully say, we went to Neverwinter to get a form, and we'll come back with a form, and the overseer will sign the form, and all of those things will be, in their essentials, true. I'm sorry you're not a solutions-oriented person. No, I'm just the one who makes sure that the problems go away. And she continues to stare right at you, Bernie. You're very good at that. I am, and so is my family, and so was yours. Are we well, done dancing? Yeah, actually, like- let's be done dancing. Let's make this point. I was a child. Yes, you want to so talk about know. problems? No, 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 no. You are going to listen. I was a child and both of my parents were dead. And you sent me away. I was a problem. Oh, I was a very interesting problem. A very interesting problem that stood in the way of you and all of your siblings, apparently. Oh, no. What is this little 16-year-old going to do? You weren't hungry. No one in our family has ever known hunger. So don't pull something like I was some other mouth to feed. We're gnomes. We reproduce like rabbits. We're prepared to feed kids all the time. You make problems go away. You make children who are problems go away. And you were not a member of this temple when I was 16. So don't act like you are so holy. You may be caring for the long arc of the universe, but if there is no good in this world, there is no good in this universe, there is no point in caring for it. So you may believe that you are on some important and holy mission, but there is no reason. Your mission means nothing without people like me in this world protecting the people worth protecting, and it is utterly clear that you have never understood that in your life. I'm glad you found some God that you think justifies your behavior and the person you are. But when you die and you have to answer for what you are, the only, only forgiveness that will matter is mine. And you will not get it. At least you are alive to give it. I am alive by my own fruition. If this didn't work out, I would will a solution into being. When Huey died, and you were alone, and you were a problem that needed to go away, there were many in your family who wanted a more permanent solution than the one that was to send you to the temple. Oh, so you are benevolent. So I'm happy to see that you are 
happy to see that you're alive to hate me because I'd rather have your hate alive than your death on my conscience. How benevolent of you. No, it's not benevolent. Absolutely. Oh, magnanimous of you. It's not magnanimous. I had to make a choice. And that was the choice I made. Was to vote with the rest of the family to send you away instead of killing you. And is it something that I cherish? No. And will I have to atone for that? Yes. But your death is not on my conscience. And my family was not in a position in where we had to continue to scrape for power. And I didn't have to try to protect you when, when your grandmother would have put you in a position to see you die because of her love. And so, yes, we sent you away. And it was horrible. Yes, I'm sure it was so horrible for you. Well, at least it was also horrible for you and not your death. I'm not here to ask for your forgiveness. I don't care. I don't think you would give it. Frankly, I'm glad that I had a choice that didn't involve your death. But other than that, no, I was looking out for my own family in a society in where us gnomes do have children like rabbits. Power is fleeting. And being able to make any decisions in the family involve making some hard choices. And I've had to make much harder choices than the ones I've made for you. Considering the number of things I've allowed to happen with you here and now that I will have to pay for, I still don't regret that decision. What interests me is that you seem to feel like it's important enough to keep secret. I think you should be proud of what happened to you. I think you should be proud of where you came from. I think you should be proud of what you've become of yourself. Why don't you tell your friends? I did not want her power, and I did not want her money. I wanted my family, and I wanted you to love me. And if all you had done was ask, I would have given all of it up. But you didn't think about that. You aren't my family. No. You gave me away. Yes. And they took my name, and they took everything there was. They are not my friends. They are my family. I have nothing to tell them about my family because they know about themselves already. There is no secret to keep because you are nothing to me. Well, I am nothing to you, and I understand that, but I wonder if your family does. But that's a decision you have to make. Before I leave, is there anything you would like to tell Granny? No. If she wants me, she can find me. Fair enough. And she downs what's left of her beer and puts the glass down and says, I'll come up with reasons to stay here for three days. If I don't hear from you before then, I will need to leave. And we'll figure something else out. And she turns and walks into the foyer. And you hear the door open. And then you hear it close. All right, Travancore, you want to go have a bureaucratic conversation about absolutely nothing in a form that we're going to have to make up? That's what I was born for, baby. That's right. Palace life is good for something. I have my moments. Jonathan the Magimuscular is going gonna, is gonna to come over, and he's going to kneel down in front of Bernie, and he's just going to hug her. Oh, God. Oh, God. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Carlton comes in. I'm sorry. I can't breathe. I'm sorry. 
It's Ben. <laughs> oh God, now I can't breathe. What's for? Now I can't breathe. Carlton, Carlton, Travicor, get in. Travicor, get in on this. Get in on this. Travicor, see. It's all. It's all. Travicor, Carlton, kind of size. Carlton, and, and he joins the hug. <laughs> Save yourself. Ah, so much love. Sangria. And mojitos. <laughs> and mojitos. Whiskey. And inside of this hug that has been joined by all of your animal companions, you see the, the spectral form of, of several hands come down and, and offer a mojito and a sangria <laughs> as you are still clenched in this hug. I put down my vermouth briefly yes. to take a mojito. I may have to roll a con check at some point. Yes. I'm sorry, guys. I had a bad day, and that was all of my bad day at Lauren. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> wow. It's fine. I, it I, works. I wasn't going to say it until later, until we, you know, we cooled off a little bit, but, you know, that's that's part of being a DM is sometimes you have to be the person that you get to be angry at, and so it's... I 100% understand. Wasn't yelling at you. Uh, you were yelling at Carissa. I 100% get that. I was yelling at a bureaucratic website, actually. <laughs> and, and she was not yelling at you. She was yelling at Bernie. And that was the argument. But the love between uh, a bunch of Harold's agreeness was very real. So Family yes. is hard. <laughs> That's the takeaway. Family is hard. I'm I'm tempted to pause it there, but I'm only going to pause it there if all of you are okay with pausing it there or if anything, if there's any other things you want to say, because basically where we'll pick up is Professor Wood finishing her bath and coming out and you can go on with, with the yeah, adventure. Yeah, we can save but... my I know someone for our suicide squad later. Yeah. 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 <laughs> our, our Omega th- 4 run. <laughs> So I just want to make sure we're we're not going to plow ahead of that moment in case there was any last minute things any of you in character wanted to do or say before Professor nope. Wood comes back. I have it written down who I know, so that way we could pick it up next time. Yeah. I got yeah. ideas about what Carlton's wearing to the opera. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to know about the... I, I did not think you were going to take that bait, but I have the opera all prepared and everything, so... Yay! Yeah! If you want to go to the opera... We're I'll going to I the mean, opera. Oh, we're going to the opera, but, I mean, we can leave the episode on a, a dramatic beat. We will, we will, know? but I will say Potions and Pride is ready for you to, to see. Wait, what? <laughs> like, Pride and <laughs> <What>? Prejudice? <laughs> It's not Pride and Prejudice. It is not, but it is. It is an opera, and Sebastian is in the leading role. And yeah, it's all ready. So if you want to go to the opera, we can make this. This, this I'm so fucking happy. Sounds so divine. after the hug, uh, jo- Jonathan's gonna run to the door <laughs> and he's gonna open it. And he's gonna yell to in Professor Wood's direction. Professor Wood, we're coming with you. Can we come to the opera? And from somewhere else in the house, perhaps. Uh, amplified by magical means, you hear Professor Wood's voice say, Darling, that's wonderful. I'll get you all box seats. It'll be amazing. (gasps) Sebastian will make you cry. And that is where we will pause. And the next time we get together, I guess we're going to Neverwinter. We're going to find out who Carlton knows. We're going to find out other people that Jonathan knows, and we're going to see an opera. And Travancore's just along for the ride until we can fix his entire family. But... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm planning to enjoy myself at the opera. I'm making the most of this terrible situation I'm in. Absolutely. You absolutely Carlton's should. getting a goddamn monocle. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what I was thinking. You know, um, you know from the Disney 
uh, Robin Hood cartoon when he dresses up, the bear dresses up. Oh, the Duke of Chutney. Yes. The Duke of Chutney. I want you to be the Duke of Chutney. Again, the titular Sea of Chutney is reserved for a future time. <laughs> not, the, not, the, not the name, but the like whole... The, the whole, whole thing. look with the mustache and the weird hat and the monocle. Your homework for the next time we play is because it is Neverwinter you're going to and because of who you know, there is nothing that cannot be found. And so your homework is to come prepared for what you are going to be wearing to the opera. But oh, first, I already know. Duke of Chutney. Duke of yep. Chutney. Yeah. Done. <laughs> I will, I will, I will ask you all that in character to describe in detail what you're all wearing to the opera. Let me give you some experience for starting tense and ending happy. <laughs> uh, for coming up with a person that we know, which I I'm finding so much fun every single time we do it. For diving a little bit more into Jonathan's backstory, for diving a lot more into Bernie's backstory, and for Travancore ordering a vermouth. <laughs> I'm going to give you all a total of 8,800 experience to split between the four of you. And the next time we get together, it's time for the opera, baby. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash dungeondrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you, Megan, Christopher Waterston, Linnea Boyev, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.